0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bourbon Over Baseball with your host, Bob, and co-host, Peter. Pleasure to be here, Bob. And this week, we are back on track with the NL that everyone's been waiting to see, this team. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: And they are absolutely loaded. I don't know how this team only won 91 games.
0: Yeah, we were talking uh, sort of off the podcast about uh, just on paper and... uh, Uh, If Peter was coaching, uh, this team was the World Series winner. I mean, on on showdown paper, at least, they are the best team by far.
1: (laughs) I'll say this. If the Dodgers had replaced Dave Roberts with me, they would have won over 100 games, (laughs) and they would not have needed seven to get to the World Series. Red Sox are are still really good. So maybe the end result's the same. But, God, I, I don't understand how they needed one game to take down the Rockies when you've got that i think clearly the best and deepest if not the most flexible line in lineup in all of showdown
0: um and talk about the uh points uh that you were talking about um uh off off uh, podcast oh. but you were talking about um the typical team an average of uh, 250 points
1: yeah so so usually the really good teams that you'll see uh, in showdown will have if if they're really good, seven hitters that are two hundred fifty points or better. Um, for for example, let me just pull up the the twenty eighteen set here. The Red Sox have one, two, three, four, five, and then Brock Holt, their sixth hitter, is two hundred fifty points. All right, like of their nine, their six, and then Mitch Moreland on the bench is their seventh hitter who's 250 points or better. Usually, the really good teams only have seven hitters who reach the 250-point plateau just because, like, baseball's hard and the sets are limited. The Dodgers, with the trades they made at the deadline, they end up getting 13 hitters in the 2018 set, which is one more than any other team. uh, Very deep. The thing is, of those 13 hitters, an incredible 11 of them are 250 points or better. That's the the normal amount of hitters on a roster in our set is 11. The Dodgers at the normal level, every single one of them is 250 points or better. I, It's an incredible, incredible lineup. I don't know how they didn't win 110 games. Yeah,
0: I mean, even looking at, we were talking earlier about, um, I'm, I was looking at their bench and their bench players are starters on other teams. Their team is so deep and so draftable, and in real life, um, I think was the best team in baseball as well. I I, I wish you were coaching, Peter. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, if maybe only maybe not. I don't know if I wanted the Dodgers baseball.
1: to win. <laughs> no, no, and as a Brewer fan, I appreciated getting you know seven games in the NLCS, but it should not have been. Um, the discussing the actual cards, I think one of both of our favorite players uh, to start the lineup cody bellinger
0: yes uh this this guy is going to be drafted high he's uh fast great on base he's got a speed 21 um eight on base uh plays center field at a plus two first base at a plus one um and basically 50 50 shot to get to second base because the single plus is at 11 uh his his second or the bottom half of his chart is just stacked if you get the advantage which you can pretty much with an eight uh you're getting on second base at least
1: yeah really the only downside is that one to fit a five strikeout range but even though he he obviously had a drop off in home run production this year he went from a, an on-base eight who homered at 15 to an on-base eight who homers at 17 he adds the triple at 15 so you're gonna get almost as much power with a little more speed, a lot of defense, and I think it's worth the risk of all the strikeouts when you have such a, a potent
0: chart. Oh yeah. I mean if you're taking if I'm taking a 50-50 shot at rolling the dice um, and getting on second base, I don't know. That's that's incredible. <laughs> and then uh gotta fear the beard, Justin yeah. Turner. Good old red beard. <laughs> um, so
1: he's Going to be a guy I think a lot of players target in the draft. A lot of guys like high on base and charts where you don't get out on. Mm -hmm. And even with only 14 speed, only plus one fielding at third base, when you're getting uh, on at three with an on-base 10, you're going to find your way onto a team.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, even even with the plus one, it's still obviously better than plus zero. Um, You know, you're going to get some fielding out of him. You definitely want the on-base. I mean, he was an on-base monster last year too, I believe. And uh, yeah, I don't mind the uh, uh, the on base ten a little bit slower, but uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people um, get the advantage, roll a three, <laughs> a four, a five, and whew, I got to walk. Luckily, I didn't get out there. <laughs> uh, and that
1: brings up Manny Machado, who drops an on base from Turner, but adds a adds a actual extra bit of fielding at third base. Um which surprise, you know, he's he is a former gold glove third baseman, which we kinda of forget about since he's such a mediocre shortstop.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a lot of the the stuff with the trading. He wanted to play shortstop, but at when he was at the Orioles they loved him at third. I mean that's everyone thinks he's a great third baseman and uh, he is. Um but he also can hit the damn ball. I oh, mean yeah.
1: That's for that's for sure. Uh, and that's what's going to get him drafted, I think, in every league. I, he's a guy with shortstop and third base eligibility with decent speed who doubles at 14, homers at 17 with an on-base 9. Hard to to not draft a guy who's basically old-school Ellis Burks
0: yeah. that you can put in the infield. That Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like he's definitely draftable at a 9-17-20. He's... He's you know gonna give you a little bit of salary advantage you know getting into those big 10, 10 guys but um, again a four gets you on base yeah I I think that is super critical for these guys that uh, you know you have the bad luck rolls but uh, yeah Johnny Hustle is gonna find himself on a team somewhere and but what the, uh, the lineup does not stop getting better. no <laughs> no and
1: here's their best hitter their their second Eminem in a row and incredibly their third. Third base eligible player, um which, you know, for for a lineup this stack to have three guys who can play third base, all over four hundred points, here's Max Muncie, who had an unbelievable season.
0: Yeah, he was the breakout star. I know in fantasy sports, uh if you ended up getting him, he like helped your team get to the playoffs or win it. Um he definitely helped their team coming from I believe he was Oakland, if I wasn't mistaken. And uh, Didn't do much, but he comes over to the Dodgers and is just tearing the, the cover off the ball. He did great in the home run derby. I made a home run derby card for him. Yeah. But uh, his real card is is that legit. I mean, a 10, 17 through 20, this is your legit, like, Mark McGuire home run card. You know, this is what you want.
1: <laughs> and this is after we were, you know, uh, talking about the home run derby. At that time, we were projecting ahead and looking at his stats, and it really seemed like he would. Well, he was on pace to hit 50 home runs, yeah. and so he slumped a little bit. And even after that slump, he still ended up as that on-base 10 homer at 17, so much power. And I think the third base eligibility just adds a lot of value to this card.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be a very fun card to to grab. I think. He's gonna be this typical power hitter in a lot of people's lineups. I'm actually interested to see what happens to him next year if he can keep mm. it up and and who Max Muncy really is. I think that'll be really cool.
1: Because I think most of us are expecting a pretty precipitous drop off. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting an on seven or eight guy um, next year. But,
0: Which, I, but that's fun. That's what makes this this 2018 set. Then when if people are playing it, yeah. Remember when 2018 when he did amazing and he was a ten. That like the, one year of yeah, Max Muncy. Yeah, that, that's what's gonna be. I mean, that, that's what's gonna be cool when we, for the people that uh, have the old cards, when we have the mm. um, Adrian Beltrees or the you know, Bartolo Colon's or the uh, C.C. Sabathias. I mean, you could compare them from their 2000, 2001 cards and see how much they've actually transitioned.
1: <laughs> or just like the crazy Terry Shumpert card. Yeah. Where they took the small sample size, and you're like. When was he ever yeah. as good as peak Roberto Alomar? Yeah, I who is Terry Schumaker? 1999.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the catchers in this uh, draft are relatively low. These a lot of them are fives, yeah. fours, uh, sixes. Um, there's only a few that actually can get the the, the uh, on base. You know, you're talking about a Wilson Ramos or a, yeah, uh, Car- uh, what's his name, uh, Corvelli from yeah um, the, Pirates the Pirates, Francisco Francisco carveli but. The Dodgers don't stop with Yasumal Ya Yasumi. How do you pronounce it? Yasum
1: Yasmani Grendel. Yasmani
0: Grendel. And I believe they let him go. He's a free agent. I'm
1: really hoping the Brewers sign him.
0: Yeah. We Um, really need a catcher. Uh, his
1: his value is way down right now, thanks to real struggles in the postseason. He did not have a good playoff run. I don't really care. I, I want I want my team to get back to the the playoff race, and if he, you know, isn't hitting there, we can always put Eric Kratz back in. Yeah, so, and there's a
0: lot of catchers right now on the free uh, agent market: uh, Wilson Ramos and and, yeah, and a couple. Who's of also other... a stud? Yeah, so the, previewing ahead, he's and, the best in the set. And the Pirates, they're they're talking about trading <sighs> Cervelli. I mean, the Indians just got rid of Jan Gomes to the Nationals, yep. so there are people moving people around. So it'd be interesting to see if he finds team. He has to. He's such a good hitter, and his card speaks to that.
1: Yeah, I mean here we have the best lineup in baseball and Grindall is slotted in the five slot. Yeah. <laughs> so he's on base eight, double at 15, Homer at 18. It's a really stellar card.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, um, he kind of doesn't have the arm that some people like no. to draft. A lot of people like to punt catcher and go for a giant arm, low salary. But uh, if you're doing a, sp- uh, a specific set, like if you just draft 2018, uh, you're only going to get a few of those heavy arm guys Sometimes you're going to say, you know what, maybe I can't punt catcher. I'm going to have to go for the the batting catcher. And Yasmani Grandal is that guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and just because, you know, leagues usually have 8 to 10 players in it, it, there's just not mm, 10 catchers, I think, better or more rosterable than Grandal, unless you just end up in a desperate situation salary-wise. All the really cheap catchers, you know, you're probably not going to get a better arm than plus 5 anyway. Yeah. So he's probably just going to be a really solid option that you put in your five or six slot and you say, I'm happy that I have a good production for my catcher.
0: Yeah. If you're doing more of a, an old school showdown lineup where you sort of uh, take the starters down a little bit in terms of salary and Mm. just go for a maximum batting lineup. um, This is the guy, you know, these him and Crivelli and, uh, and Ramos are going to be the guys that you want. (laughs) Um, And then, What's really insane, they just
1: they end up here with three on-base sevens who have incredible charts.
0: Yeah, it's lots of fielding here for these last couple guys. you got Yasel Puig is a plus-two left field, right field. Uh, Chris Taylor, who I absolutely love, as yep. um, a shortstop, plus-four, can play any outfield as a plus-one. And uh, is it Enrique Hernandez here? Love Tiki. <laughs> yeah, he, can, uh, he can play the second-base shortstop flex. Uh, can still give you a little bit of pop. Um, but I really like the the me person, the Chris Taylor card. Uh, uh, coming as a 7, A-speed, uh, plus-4 shortstop that can get you in the outfield. Gets on base at 4. Again, 50-50 shot, you're getting on second base. I, I love Chris Taylor as a player. I liked him when they started playing him more last year, and he, he yep. definitely was great this year, too, as well.
1: And, at, you know, little behind-the-scenes card creation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, uh, first off, I, I think something people will, will question is wh- why doesn't Chris Taylor have the second base eligibility? He, he only played 50 innings there the yeah. entire season. He only appeared in, I think, 12 regular season games, maybe started five at second base. So he just he didn't get enough to earn the second base card. So sorry for people, but he's still really rosterable and a very good player. Um, but when it comes to the picture on it, I don't know how many of our our listeners will be able to to tell this, but that's Chris Taylor about to rob Christian Yelich when the Dodgers were up 2-1 in the NLCS Game 7. It's the catch that prevented the Brewers from tying the game. Momentum swung. Dodgers broke the game open. It is the catch that broke Milwaukee's back. Mm. It was – I'll just say it. It was a real – real pain to find a clear picture of it because (laughs) not a lot of high quality uh screen grabs out there but ended up finding a pretty good picture and you know cut it 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 out through my tears
0: yeah i love it and obviously you had to make it which hurt (laughs)
1: salt in the wounds.
0: yeah but it's a great picture especially I like the fielding cards I mean a lot of people go with the batting pictures a lot I mean I love doing catchers in their in their catchers masks or throwing a ball but I do love seeing a good fielding card and this is a great image uh, for him
1: Um, Uh, and then you know we move on to the bench and David Freeze I'll say first off I think this is the best looking card I made on the Dodgers I love the way David Freeze looks Yeah, it
0: Um, it it throws me off a little bit at first. I didn't know what he was doing. I thought he was like having a lightsaber battle with his uh, Mm -hmm. with his bat. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, again, another on base a pickup uh, off of was it the pirates that he was on? Yeah, earlier in the season. And I totally and this is how good and deep the Dodgers were
1: until the postseason started. uh, I didn't realize that they'd acquired David Freeze because they'd made so many other acquisitions. So David Freeze was on the Pirates in our showdown set for a very long time, which is how he ended up being uh, the 13th member of the Dodgers. In this, is you know you were you were double checking my
0: work and go, hey Peter, isn't David Freeze on LA now? <laughs> well, that's what's so crazy about Dodgers is. You, you can't not put like him in their lineup like he played a whole season. I mean he has to get a card. The Dodgers just oh, kept picking hero. Up. Yeah, the Dodgers just kept picking people up. <laughs> they just picked up everybody. You got a guy who's an on base eight. Uh, they could play first or third base as a plus one, as your bench player. Okay, <laughs> I'll take. And what's that. <laughs> what's absolutely insane, and this just blows my mind because this is a starter
1: on almost any other team oh, at absolutely. first. They're like, you put him on the Red Sox, he's their starting third baseman. He's the fourth best third base eligible player on the Dodgers. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, so just play him at first. He's the third best first base eligible player.
0: So deep. They're like, so deep.
1: I, it's insane. And I guess like he just, is going to end up is that the DH, you know, if you, you play a DH lineup and you put him in there for, for my purposes for the Dodgers, but just,
0: blows my mind do you think that the Dodgers when you do your um season are gonna take it do you think the red do you think the do you think that someone's gonna just knock them off is it gonna have to be a lucky <laughs> I I'm and we'll get to this I'm concerned about
1: the pitching now that I've gone through a little bit and so they have a bunch of starters and so some will move to the bullpen but the lineup is so good that it, we have a 30 game season I don't see any way that they don't win at least twenty four games Man. even playing in the NL West.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. They're so they're, good. <laughs>
1: they're so good. I you know, they're just so deep and lineups play such a big role. Uh yeah, I, I can't see them not cruising to the NL West title. Sorry, Colorado.
0: Yeah. Uh speaking of another uh plus two fifty player, you got a, a two hundred and sixty point player. This is a guy at Jock Peterson who because with um pitching, you know, being a lower yeah. control, as a six, he's going to find a spot in a team. He can play left field, right field as a plus one. He, <laughs> he's an on-base six that gets on, on at three, and as an eight is on second base with a 14 to 20 is a home run. A he whole is incredible. an all-or-nothing
1: type player. This is your Richie Saxon oh, type yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I, I, Richie, I think Richie might have even had the triple back in the day.
0: And that's, a, that's a old, that's a, Indians.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right before he came to Milwaukee.
0: I know. A lot of Indians, they like to go there. You got CC went there. It's just like a, they must, must be friends. <laughs> well, you know, we sent
1: you guys Michael Brantley. That's so, right. A you know, little, little give and take. Um, yeah, no, wow. Yeah, Richie Sexton. He was uh, 12 to 13 triple, 1420 home run, 290 points. Wow. So, Jock, wow. you get extra doubles. Uh, no first base eligibility. Can play all the outfield spots. A little more speed than Richie had for 30 less
0: points. What a steal! What a steal! I think he's for sure finding a spot. Um, I think, uh, when you draft a, uh in a big draft that um, you know the big tens are gone. You know the yeah. nines are gone. It's like okay, who's filling out the back end of my lineup? And like oh, I can get a six that can hit a 14 through 20 home run. Okay, I'll slot him in there. <laughs> and honestly,
1: the double and eight.
0: Yeah, it's is huge. Been-
1: more appealing to me that's just bread and butter oh, um yeah. and and then you've got another 250 point hitter comeback in player matt kemp what a resurgent year he had
0: yeah former big mvp guy and you know people thought he was sort of done he comes back uh, is a great player for the Dodgers. helps them tremendously get to the the world series uh you got a guy now again getting on base at three seven to 20 is a home run i mean their just team just doesn't seem like it gets out
1: Nope. Uh, and, well, until you get to Brian Dozier. Uh, finally, and Austin.
0: finally the uh, weak players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and wow. I mean, even,
1: even Dozier is an on-base six, 150-point second baseman. Most teams that you're like, this, you know what? This is a decent number eight hitter. Yeah. And instead, you know, the on-base six who doubles at 13, homers at 17, you're like, this guy is a scrub. And I don't know how he ever finds his way into the field.
0: <laughs> yeah, he had a big drop-off from last year. We were talking off uh, off podcast about how I drafted him in fantasy with my Ugh. like fifth overall pick or fourth overall pick, and, uh, and what a letdown. But he still found a spot in the team. He sort of played a backup role. He wasn't that great, but, um, you know, he's okay. And then Austin Barnes after that, you're not really going to play this guy. Off. Yeah.
1: But that's if, uh, That was the, the biggest drop-off, maybe, of any play. Well, I guess he was only 250 points in the 2017 set, but he was an on-base 10. Wow. So he went from 10. And that's what I'm worried about with Muncie, oh, although I, I Muncie got happen. a lot more plate appearances than Barnes did in 2017. But, yeah, right, big
0: so, drop-off. So break down this Dodgers uh, rotation that you're worried about.
1: Yeah, so obviously Kershaw's is... Steady and cool
0: as a cucumber as ever. He's
1: going to get drafted really high. Easier control six, tier two guy. He's awesome. Walker Bueller, solid number two. Um, I was a little disappointed just because, you know, when he's really dominant, Walker Bueller is untouchable. Uh, and which I, I, you know what, I guess kind of reflected in the card. He's your uh, Jeremy D'Amico esque type of pitcher the guy i always think of with the control three one to 17 out although he gives up a double only ip6 decent strikeout range he's okay he's not i'm just always worried about control three guys yeah i mean i like Um, him though
0: with the big 10 through 14 ground ball rate that's nice i love the rookie card symbol in the corner it makes this card look so fun and uh and like so you can really go this guy was a rookie of the year candidate i mean he was that good um, but yeah, it does drop off a little bit and, or a lot of it after Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw is who he is. He's so dominant. Um, but yeah, Walker is number two. I'm excited to see what he does next year. If he can keep it together and, and keep it up But the rest of these guys are what are twos and threes I'm looking at here.
1: Yeah. And you know, a lot of this is, you know, we intentionally buffered control as the tiers went down and we wanted to reward the really good pitchers and make it a little riskier. Um, Alex Wood still a tier three. He's decent, but the low control is going to scare most people away. He also had a big drop off from last year. He was a 500-something point player last year, but he dropped a tier. Basically, he uh, he dropped one control and an IP. He was a control three, one to 18 out last year. IP six.
0: Now he's a control two, one to 18 out. IP five. So yeah, I still think somebody might grab him as a one through 18 out. People like that, but yeah, you're right. I I can't. I can't. I don't like drafting no, control uh, two guys if I don't have to.
1: And then Rich Hill, just you know, tier four. He kind of took a step back, um, especially from last year's card. He was uh, a control four, one to sixteen out. Now he's a control three. Um, and then you know, I Kentamaeda, basically the same situation as Rich Hill, except a little better strikeout range and uh, an IP four. So that's you know. Less there. Cheap cheap good option if you're gonna go heavy on the bullpen. Uh, same with Ross Stripling, who, you know, is basically the same except gives up a single instead of a walk. So
0: Yeah, I mean I wonder if people would uh, for the purposes of a big draft, you know, go for the uh, the hater card yeah. and then, you know, grab like a like a low a low point four inning pitcher here, you know, and then throw hater in after that. It'd be like, interesting. I
1: mean, if you can manage it, that's a, I think, a really rational way to go about building a a team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what people do with it, and I'm excited to see what the creativity that people can mix with this set. What what cards are going to go together um, when I do my, you know, big draft? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, which is going to be really good. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm now we can go to the bullpen here. Um, and uh, I know Kenley Jensen just had open heart surgery, I believe. And I think yeah. he's recovering just fine. I heard him on MLB tonight, uh, which is great for him. Uh, very interesting card here. Very, I'm, this is, <laughs> this is cards going to be drafted. I know, but it's going to be interesting. So, so break this. And one I, down. I quadruple check this.
1: <laughs> I, I, I knew that he had, a, I think it was like a month or so of the season where he, he really struggled, but he was still really good for, for most of it. And turns out he wasn't, uh, so good that he didn't give up less than 1.5 home runs per nine innings. There you go. And once again, we see just how much, uh, more home run hitting was in baseball this year than even some years past. He ended up, uh, yeah, he had a three RA, but again, relievers, we went whip heavy. So his point nine nine one whip got him into tier two, but End up giving up 1.6 home runs per nine innings, and a home run off his own chart. And so, Kelly Jansen, going to be a really affordable control six, one to fifteen out guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> there's not many control six guys that you see as 120 points. No. Um, so I think for sure he's finding a way on someone's team. I, mean, team. I I actually <laughs> I have to say I like him. I, I could I could draft him as well. I, I don't mind the the rare chance of the home run if I'm bringing him in for three outs. Yeah. I'll take that chance. I mean, he's a control six. It's it's crazy. This card just is fun. <laughs>
1: well, especially since a hundred twenty point reliever, you know, when I'm thinking about building my team, I, I slot in the guy who's a hundred twenty to one hundred thirty points. Usually, you know, that's a a control four well, no, hell, it's a control three one to seventeen out yeah, type of that's guy. Exactly what it is. Who's usually my fourth reliever. Yep. So I'm a I'll snag Ken Kenley here and go home really happy knowing i have an extremely deep bullpen
0: yeah i think i think he is for sure getting drafted um a lot of people are going to probably take interest in him in these these uh these teams that maybe are going this bullpen heavy route um but this is a a, like you said a super affordable guy that you would usually you know drop in salary wise in your three four slot but he could be your best closer as a control six who knows well
1: and then you know Big drop-off bullpen-wise after him yeah. with Baez and Alexander. Although Alexander, I think, is kind of interesting with 1-18 to out, nothing beyond a, a walk that
0: those guys Those people actually get drafted a lot. I've seen, um, I think, some of the 2001 cards. I don't remember exactly, but um, my one friend who plays Raleigh Fingers, uh, who plays in the league, he likes those guys that don't give up the single. Yeah. So they, he brings them in in situations, low, low end of the lineup, and just kind of shuts it down. So... They they do work.
1: Yeah, and so for, for purposes of my, you know, simulated season, um, and just sort of, I believe they, they did something similar in real life. Yeah, so Maeda and Stripling, who made uh, over 10 appearances each in the bullpen for the, the Dodgers in, in reality, both of them are going to get moved to the bullpen and then be, you know, as the, the rule states for starters, they will be IP2 guys in the Dodger bullpen, which, you know, Still not great as control three, one to 16 out guys, but that'll give them a little more depth. Just not a a great bullpen to go with a pretty middling rotation. It's not bad. You know, Kershaw's a definite ace. Bueller's a definite number two. Alex Wood's still a tier three, but overall just kind of weak pitching that in the end, I think won't really matter. Thanks to having the deepest, most flexible, most powerful lineup in the game.
0: Yeah. They're just going to try to outscore their opponents, which Which can definitely happen. Yeah, so um, it's a really exciting team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think everyone here that's listening or reading is going to love them. I know people have been waiting for the Dodgers. Uh, What was the total points on this team? Oh, God. Um, It was close to 6,000. Yeah, so Uh, again, by far a super heavy team. uh, Great lineup. Uh, People are going to like them, especially versus the Red Sox, to do like a World Series recap matchup. good um i think uh uh, yeah
1: all right so without david freeze they were 5830 points
0: (laughs) yeah ridiculous
1: if you if you drop because they end up being 22 and you know usually our showdown set teams are 20 um if you drop barnes and dozier who are their two worst players to add david freeze to it um the Team, wow, they, they gained 70 points, and so the roster is 5,900 points. Yeah,
0: they're there again. They were, they were our number one in terms of points for a team. Uh, again, we think that they probably should have won if they had Peter coaching. Um, they're
1: almost 300 points higher than the Red Sox,
0: yeah, which are a stupid team as well, oh. yeah, which is how just... crazy it is now. Again. You guys might be let down, our fans. Uh, as we go through, we're gonna the, the teams are gonna get uh, worse and really worse. Really bad. Uh, some are really, some are really bad. bad. We're gonna keep up. I think next up we'll either either have the Yankees or the Cubs, depending on how schedules work out. So everyone, just stay tuned. Um, let me know. Let us know what you guys think of the Dodgers. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, let your friends know. And um, and uh, we love our feedback. And hopefully you guys stay tuned. And uh, you know, just conversation point for baseball fans out
1: there is emphasis on the bullpen dead now that the Red Sox and Dodgers did so well because neither team have a very good bullpen and both, you know, got got really really far.
0: So, yeah, they they emphasized their batting. It's um, my but, hot take. Yeah, well, but what they did, I think, was like, uh, yeah, it's interesting because you know, here's the, uh, you know, the uh, the Brewers did the bullpenning technique. I think there's like, it's it's. It's either to the to the extremes. Either you're going to have like a great starting pitching kind of weak lineup. Hopefully you go deep, or have these starting pitchers that can pitch out of the bullpen like Maeda, or you got to have the crazy flexible bullpen like that the uh, Brewers had. Um, the people in the well, middle, I think, are getting lost.
1: Well, so. and I can just say. Um the the 2017 showdown set league the 30 games and stuff we are now uh, four games through the World Series I won't spoil who's in it and what's going on because there's going to be a giant post summarizing everything with all the stats coming Um, it's currently 2-2 in the World Series I'm going to be finishing that today with my friend Kyle as we're playing it out and uh, you know what yeah I'll say this My, my Brewers they made a run and bullpenning fell short of dominant starting pitching at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in baseball going forward and what happens if people play and draft their teams. Yeah. So, with that being said, we'll wrap up here and please stay tuned everyone for uh, the weeks to come for other, uh, other podcasts and other bogs. Thank you, Peter, for jumping in again. Thanks for having me, Bob. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>